10 quotes that might actually change your entire life. Hello, my friend. Welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Today's episode is a solo episode where I cover 10 quotes, 10 quotes, 10 profound, deep quotes that might actually change your entire life. And in other news, this podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company and I use their products every single day. So click the link in the show notes, scroll through their products, see which ones will work best for you and your health needs. And then at checkout, use code everybody for $10 off your entire order. Now on to episode 173 of something for everybody. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and this is a solo episode, and I'm taking a deep dive into 10 quotes that might actually change your whole life. But before we do that, please subscribe wherever you're listening or watching, whether that be Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, YouTube. Please, it really helps us get in front of new viewers. Please subscribe or leave us a review wherever you are listening or watching this podcast and go into the description of the show to check out all of our sponsors. And if you want any podcast merch, it's officially on shopforeverybody.com, the only place you can find something for everybody merch. So enough of that. Here we go on to today's episode, which is episode 173 of the podcast. This is 10 quotes, 10 quotes that might actually change your life. So here we go. Number one. Number one, number one is from Mark Twain. It says, I've had a lot of worries in my life, most of which never happened. A lot of us worry. We're natural worriers. It's actually sort of a a biological instinct to worry because of threats and other things that our native brains sort of grew up um, trying to figure out. But now we worry just sort of all the time consistently and most of which, as Mark Twain is stating in this quote, never actually happen. And so if you were a natural worrier, as as you get older, you, you realize you could spend so much time worrying about lots of scenarios that may never happen. And no one wants this sort of added stress and anxiety. Uh, it's obviously much easier said than done to just stop worrying But there's a process to be able to start learning to worry less that definitely will lead to a more peaceful existence. So if we can say, instead of always like, what if, right? What if it doesn't work out? What if it doesn't work out? Why don't we hold space for the opposite side, which is like, what if it works out better than we could have ever imagined? And so we have to be able to tune in to the present moment. That's really what this is, right? Tuning into the present moment, 
being in the here and now, what's important now, when, being exactly where our feet are and letting life happen and unfold and accepting it as it unfolds instead of being in the past or being in the pre- or being in the future, right? There's a saying in Alcohol's Anonymous that said you have one foot in the past and one foot in the future, you're peeing on the present. We don't want to pee on the present. We want to be in the present. So we can aim to worry less by being in the moment and allows us to be present, more grateful for what we have. We're taking life as granted, not for granted. And all of that stuff leads to a more peaceful existence. So that's the first quote of 10. Pretty good one. Second quote is from Lana Mattinson. She says, you might be the sweetest peach on the tree, but some people just don't like peaches. I mean, this is beautiful, right? In today's age, Communication between individuals worldwide is more accessible than ever. So remember this quote will help you learn to let go of the fallacy that everyone will like you as long as you're nice. That's impossible, unavoidable, and it's okay. Hear that. People still will not like you even if you're nice and kind and compassionate. Some people just might not like you, and that's okay. We're not built to be liked by everyone. There's a difference between liking someone and respecting their opinion or their voice or them as a human and knowing that they matter. I just don't necessarily like them or want to go to a movie with them or want to hang out with them. We're not designed to have millions and millions and millions of friends. We're designed to have one to five very close, intimate, personal, deep relationships. And those people know the real us. And so you may be the sweetest peach on the tree, but some people just don't like peaches. And you have to remember that. Yes, again, none of these quotes, um, most of them are, are life lessons that will change the way you see the world, are not easy, but can be applied with some diligence and persistence and some effort You have to know that whatever you're putting out into the world, whether it's so kind and beautiful and amazing, some people will just not agree with it. It's unavoidable. But you have to, you can't use this sort of cynicism look on the world and say, I'm just not going to put it out into the world because some people just won't like it. That's the easy way out. You have to go for it. You have to do what your heart is desiring. And that's to put out this thing into the world. And so go put it out there. And see what happens. Some people like it. Some people might not like it. But you're still doing the thing you want to do. And that's really the most important part of it all. So that's number two. Number three. The axe forgets the tree remembers. Zimbabwe proverb. Using a metaphor about axe cutting a tree is highly profound. As the axe... As the axe, a person may hurt someone without a single thought. But as the tree who's been cut, the pain runs deep. One wise person says, people don't forget how they were treated. That's why and people don't forget how they were treated. That's why it's so important to be kind. This is undeniably true. If you've been hurt, you remember. But sometimes the person who did the hurting doesn't care or they didn't notice or they didn't have enough empathy or compassion or they were just in a different zone or area of their life where they didn't see the hurt they caused. But the person that got hurt always remembers and we always remember how people make us feel. And so our aim is always, we're not perfect. Again, never perfect. Say that a lot on this show. We are never perfect and we can't aim to be perfect, but we can aim to try our best in every situation. We can aim to try our best in every situation. That's trying to be kind and compassionate and loving and empathetic and understanding, but also standing our ground and being assertive and knowing when to stand up for ourselves. All of these things are true. The axe never forgets, or sorry, the axe forgets, 
the axe forgets, the tree remembers. Which means people don't forget how they were treated. That's why it's so important to be kind. That's number three. <clears throat> number four from J.R.R. Tolkien. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Dark times may come, but we cannot decide or control that. We can control and choose how we live our lives in a given time. I cried the very first time I heard this line in the movie theater, and it continues to move and motivate me. <clears throat> Whoever wrote this uh, little blurb after the quote cried when they heard this from Gandalf's line to Frodo in Lord of the Rings. And yeah, it's, it's a beautiful and meaningful way of expressing the nature of life, right? Dark times may come. We cannot decide or control that. We can control and choose how we live our lives in any given time. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Everything is temporary. The good times, the bad times, everything. Absolutely everything is temporary. And we only have a very limited amount of time on this planet living this human experience. And so give it everything you have. Give it everything you have. Lay down your head for the very last time with no regrets, saying, yes, I went for it, I tried, I loved my hardest, and I gave my heart. That's a beautiful life. There's going to be pain. There's going to be hardships. There's going to be struggles that come with that. Always, no matter what, it's unavoidable. That's part of living this glorious, magical, miracle-like human experience. But we only have a limited amount of time. You think 80, 90 years at the peak of human uh, the peak of human age uh, is a long time. Some people less, some people longer, right? There's a median, of course. But that's not a lot of time to live, to love, to laugh, to go after what you want, to experience, to explore, to create memories and moments that will last forever. Those are the things you're thinking about. Time is finite and it's the most valuable thing that we have. Choose to spend it wisely with the people you love, doing the things you love because that's all we have. And a lot of things are out of our control, but who we spend our time with is very much in our control. And how we choose to spend our time is very much in our control. Thanks, Gandalf. You're very wise. Next one. When people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Maya Angelou. Realizing the truth about someone can be very difficult to accept. How often do we give people or give others second chances after horrible behavior. Yeah, this, is, this is a challenging one, right? Because sometimes second chances are necessary and I believe in the idea of second chances. I do. Because again, we're, we're not perfect and we do mess up, we do screw up, we do royally fuck up, we do say the wrong thing, we do all of these things. We do. We do. But when people do that horrible behavior and we choose to give them a second chance. The second chance isn't just forgetting about the thing that happened. It's allowing them to step by step reorganize the way they choose to live. And we are watching their actions closely to see that they are, that those actions are representing the way that they're trying to reorganize their life. And so, yes, we, I believe people the very first time they show me who they are, I believe them, but I also give them, I also assume best intent and if the person was having a bad day or they apologize or it was a one-time thing, right? There's a, there's a spectrum of sort of behaviors that we're sort of falling on, right? Some much, much worse than others. Like one person was late one time. Okay, what's the issue there? Or this person was abusive or he stole or he cheated or whatever or he murdered. 
right? There's a, there's a spectrum of actions that are much worse than others. And those sorts of behaviors deserve different types of check and chances and um, a reintroduction to society and, and a way to reorganize our life and our behaviors. Um, but you do want to believe people, right? Because they're showing you who they are. And so now you have this in the back of their mind about who that person is and whether or not you want to proceed with a, with a relationship with them or whether you want to be friends with them, or whether you want to back off, you want to put some boundaries, right? It's sort of your space there, but we can't ignore bad behavior because we love someone and we care for them, right? It's actually less loving and less caring to avoid that behavior and not tell that person what they're doing and how they're affecting you, right? Clear is kind and kind is clear and we have to remember that in these situations. So thanks, my Angelou, you absolute legend. Next one. Have nothing in your houses that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. William Morris. How much we own is different for everyone. Some keep everything, some are very minimalistic, and others are somewhere in between. As one user asserts, do not be held emotionally hostage by things. Learning to let go of particular possessions can be trying and even painful. Still, if your home is becoming overrun with things that have no use or offer no beauty or happiness, they take up needless space. As Marie Kondo asks, does it spark joy? Like, ask yourself that question. Does it spark joy? Your home is your home. It's a place of love and compassion. And does it spark joy? Letting go of anything that doesn't bring you joy at the moment Maybe too extreme for some, but because you don't want to regret giving anything away. But in some instances, it's very beneficial. But I think regardless of where you sort of hit on that spectrum, it's important to ask yourself that question. And we want to ask ourselves that question in relationship and things we do. Does it spark joy? Joy is what we're after. We're not after this sort of endless hedonistic chase of, of happiness. We're after fulfillment and purpose and passion and joy and feeling joy around the people we spend times with, the things that we do when we walk into our house. It, it sparks a sense of joy and home and, and comfort and love. It's not just filled with, with random shit that doesn't make me feel like I'm at home or I can relax or I can be me, right? Some of these questions have to be asked, right? To get to the root of anything, whether it's your home, your life, where you want to go, how you want to eat, how you want to live, how you want to show up in the world, right? It's about asking yourself questions so you can get to the root via the questions you're asking. And then it's asking the appropriate question and then trying to answer as honestly as possible. That's why I think podcasting is such a beautiful medium. If you have an interviewer or a podcaster who's really asking the appropriate questions to try and get into the that 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 thin layer that very few interviewers or podcasters can get to, right? It's your Tim Ferriss's, your Rich Rolls, your Chris Williamson's, right? My goal as a podcaster when I have guests on is to do that. And then when I do these solo episodes, I'm trying to get into that just sort of in flow with this me talking into a microphone, right? <clears throat> and putting it out into the world. And so it's 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 important. Does this spark joy? And it starts with the questions you ask and then getting really honest with your answers so you can actually find out what you want, what you don't like, what's good, what's not good, and then moving from that honest, realistic space about the, the answers to your questions. Next one. <clears throat> Success is not the title you have or how much money you make. If your relationships with friends and family are healthy and thriving, that is success. We should never measure success by wealth or status, but rather by the love in our lives. No matter how much we talk about our careers, having solid, deep relationships matters at the end of the day. 
the wealthiest, most powerful person on earth could still feel empty if they had no one who truly loved them. I've talked about this a lot. 85-year study at Harvard, number one predictor for the good life, relationships. Relationships, 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 relationships. Relationships, relationships, relationships. How many times do we hear about people who reach the uber top of the mountain in their domain and they feel empty and nothing because of it? Now, some of them have beautiful relationships. There was another piece to that that was missing that they foreclosed on a lot of their identity while trying to reach the top of the mountain. But some it's because they neglected and sacrificed and sometimes you have to do those things to reach the top of the mountain, but that's a different conversation. This is we're specifically talking about relationships. Some of them just neglected and sacrificed their relationships to reach the top of the mountain. And so when they got there, they had no one truly to share the moment with, no one to celebrate them, no one to love with, no one to support them, right? No one to feel this moment, this moment of joy of, of all the sacrifice coming down to this, right? So, so relationships are the most important thing, reciprocal, honest, cooperative relationships that bring, that elevate two people together to become their best selves. And then those people are in a partnership to be in best service of the world, and that's why relationships are so important because you're creating a micro community and then that's bleeding and spreading out into the larger communities of the world to create cohesion and love and support between people who are in relationships, whether it be romantic or friendship or whatever type of relationship. But that's important, right? Life is, is not well lived. Your life is not well lived. You cannot live the good life, the truly good life without beautiful relationships, one to three. Don't need 100, one to three. That's really where you can dive into those relationships and be an active participant in those people's lives and they and yours and truly flourish with those people. Um, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. Next one. <clears throat> Art is how we decorate space. Music is how we decorate time. Although the author of this quote about art and music is unknown, that it does not make it any less meaningful. Whomever the originator is, they succinctly describe why the arts are a central part of society. They are indeed decorations and ones that feed the soul. Music and art and any sort of creative medium um, are sort of the, the tangible aspects of life. Sometimes it's hard to put things into word how much they into words how much they mean or how much how valuable they are, but a song, a lyric, a painting, uh, just a book, a, a journal, something like that, right? It's really hard sometimes verbally to express, even with really sophisticated language, how we feel or what this thing makes us feel or, or this journey that we've taken or this part of our life and sometimes art and, and music uh, and things of that nature, the creative aspect of that really grasps that. And, and Rick Rubin... Um, the famous music producer really um, has a has a really um, unique, I would say, ability to to sort of grasp the tangible or the untangible, the untouchable creative arts and put them into words to be able to express to a person, you know, um, what they can do with their creative flow, with their life and with their unique talents and how to express those things. And we see that in art and music and we see it everywhere. And those are expressions of, of real human beings that we can connect to because we feel the, the same way as them. I try to create that sort of art with my language and my words to resonate with people on this podcast. So they go out and try to become, you know, the best version of them in greatest service of the world. That's what we need more people doing that 
on their own every day on a day-to-day basis, whether they get inspired by this podcast or another podcast or anything, right? Becoming the best version of themselves in greatest service of the world. Next one. We have two lives. The second one begins when we realize we only have one. Confucius. I mean, this is just so profoundly true. This is about time again. We only have this one life. That is it. It's short. It's precious. It's fragile. But it's fucking incredible. It's an incredible journey. And you have to want to live that journey with the ups and downs, the peaks and valleys, the hard, the bad, the good, the ugly, the really hard, the suffering, the pain, the joy, the happiness, the love, the experiences, everything in between, man. That's the life you have. And you don't have two lives. You don't get to start one next week and say, everything else is good, right? You have this life right now in front of you. It's the greatest gift. It's a miracle to even be here alive in this space, in this time in history right now. This is all you have. And it's not to put, a, again, a black cloud, a looming cloud over your head. Ooh, doom, doom and gloom. No, it's to say, this is it. This is you. This is your unique life. No one else ever is going to exist that is just like you. You are the only one of you that's going to have this exact life. And that is an amazing gift. It's a gift. And you have to take that gift, that precious, absolutely precious gift, put it in your heart and your soul and go out and do the things that spark you, that jo- that bring you joy. There's going to be bumps and bruises and hardships and everything along the way, everything you can imagine and not imagine and predict and not predict. But you continue to get back up and fight and move and groove and, and find joy. All of these things that are part of the human existence because we have two lives. The second one begins when we realize we only have one. And that one is right now, right here. The greatest gift that you could ever have is this life. Go live it. Go live it, baby. Next one. Use what talents you possess. The woods will be very silent if no birds sang there except those that sang best. Henry Van Dyke. Every bird sings. It does not know how pleasing its song is, and yet it still sings. This metaphorical quote tells us that everyone deserves and should share their talents without fearing being the best. Another quote is, Beauty is in, the eye of the, is in the eye of the beholder. The same is true with talent. It's in everyone. Once you find it, shine that light. Someone will always see that talent as the brightest they've ever seen. You have unique gifts, talents that you possess that no one else possesses. You don't have to be the best at anything. You just have to be you and express them, show them, share them. That's where social media sort of becomes a really, really cool place. Because you have the power to share those on a public platform. Yeah, you're going to probably get some scrutiny. It goes back to the peaches quote that we had earlier. Some people aren't going to like it. They're going to hate on you, whatever. But you know internally that you're sharing the thing because it's your unique gift and talent. You're not doing it for an external reward or external validation. Except those things are nice. Um, Potentially getting whatever those external rewards are. But you're doing it because you love doing the thing. You've realized through experiences and moments and friendships and conversations what these sort of unique gifts and talents that you possess. And you've moved past this sort of idea of fear. You've moved into courage. You've gotten braver and you've decided to express and share those unique talents with the world. No one else has those unique talents. You are the only one on earth who has what you have. 
And you will there will never be someone who has those exact the exact makeup as you with those exact unique talents and gifts. That's why the world needs you here and the world needs what you have to offer. So share it. Please share it. The world is better because of it. The world is better because of you are here and you are sharing those gifts. So thank you for that. I think that's the last one. I think that was 10. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's 10. Those are 10 quotes. 10 quotes that might actually change your entire life. I read the, through them. Um, there should be a twi- there should be a Twitter. By the time you listen to this, there's probably a Twitter thread about them. If you want to sort of see them, you can check my Twitter, which is just at Aaron Mashbits, and there'll be a thread of sort of all of these qu- quotes. Who's the author? I think I mentioned the the author of all of the tweets, except for maybe there was one that was unknown, and maybe I missed one while I was just sort of. Uh, rambling on this episode, which again is episode 173, but there's a Twitter thread about it. I'll throw some of the, the quotes there. Um, I might throw them in the show notes, who knows, but you can again check out our sponsors in the show notes and please uh, subscribe or review wherever you're watching or listening to this, but that was 10 quotes that might change your life. Let me know which ones potentially resonated with you and you may actually apply to your life or they hit you really deeply because all 10 of these hit really deeply to me and that's why I wanted to share with you guys um, verbally on this podcast instead of just on a on a Twitter thread. So cheers. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you wherever you are. Take care of yourself and uh, I'll see you next time. Thank you again for tuning in to that episode. And I really do want to know which quote resonated with you most deeply. And if you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend. Because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And don't forget to leave us a rating or review or subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, or even on YouTube. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Aaron Mashbits directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit, You Are Loved. So click the link in the show notes and see which tier might work best for you. But most importantly, most importantly, above all else, please, please take good care of yourselves and others. And I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.